Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another brand new episode of the Defying University podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Titus, and I am so excited to dive into today's episode. So this is going to be one of those episodes generally uh, when I bring a guest on, we are doing the Share Your Story series. But um, a couple weeks ago, I started kind of a new, I don't even know yet, it might become a series, who knows, but I really want to go into a deeper dive with some topics that are, you know, kind of just really, really empowering to me as an educator, and I'm hoping they are to you as well as the listeners of the Define University podcast. So today, we're going to dive into all things mindset, and I have a uh, new to me educator friend who's going to join me for the conversation. So Brian Martin, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Lindsay. I, I'm so fired up to be here. And I've been looking forward to this conversation, knowing that uh, how much you love mindset. And it's something that's big for me too. So. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited. And, you know, I think to to help the listeners kind of understand kind of where we're coming from is we are looking at this episode, we really run it, we're just going to have kind of a natural and organic conversation about mindset and how it's helped us as educators. And, you know, educators listening, I really want you thinking, you know, our goal is when you walk away from today's episode, that you are realizing that mindset truly is a tool that we put in our toolbox. So I think so often as educators, we're looking for that, you know, cut strategy, you know, like this or that, you know, and, and we know we have multiple, but I think sometimes we overlook the more broader terms, such as the mindset we hold, the mindset you hold, again, which kind of is formed from the thoughts and the feelings you're having, that is your tool. That is a tool that you're going to use to help you through all situations. So I'm excited to dive in, um, Brian, but before we do that, can you let, um, for any listeners that may not be familiar with you yet, can you let them know a little bit about kind of who we are, what to do, all that good stuff? Yeah, Absolutely. I'm a second grade teacher in a small rural town in Western New York. I've been teaching at the primary level for going into my 19th year. I started out in kindergarten, went to first, um, then into second. I've spent a year overseas in Iraq with the Army. And I also um, helped out as an assistant coach for a very successful basketball program for over 14 years. And through the military, um, through coaching. And with this coaching, I got to go and visit a lot of division one basketball programs. It really shaped how I view mindset and how important it is to bring in our own lives and into the classroom. Absolutely. Man, I am learning before we, before we jumped on, we realized, well, I realized how, how close we actually are. We're not even that far apart, both being in Western New York, which is really cool. Um, and then my daughter's going into second grade. So very cool. Um, I love the primary too. Those of you that know my background know I taught kindergarten through second grade self-contained special education uh, for five years before going more into the behavior consultation route. And, you know, I think I love mindset because so much, because it is, it is the strategy. It is the tool 
um, that truly shifted everything for me. So, you know, I, I think back, you know, I'm entering into my 16th year and I think back to those five years of teaching. And one of the earlier episodes on this podcast is titled, you know, how asking for support led to my resignation. And, you know, I really became that, that kind of quintessential strat, um, statistic, right? Within five years, I had burned out and I was done. And luckily, there was that little voice inside my head that said, you might be done in the classroom, but you're not done with education. There's something else. And at that point, I knew nothing about subconscious mind. I knew nothing about mindset. I just knew this isn't working. So I listened to that voice, though, and I tried a whole bunch of other things. And then about four years ago, I really started my journey. And it has completely shifted me 180 degrees. And I'm so grateful for that, for my whole journey, but especially these last four years. Has mindset or this this concept of how our thoughts impact our actions, has it always been a part of you as an educator or is it something too you learned through your journey? Uh, It's definitely something like you that I learned through my journey. I think, uh, you know, basketball played a big role as I'm going in and you're listening to these division one coaches and they're talking about the mindset and how these athletes have to have a strong mindset. You figure a lot of these, you're taking an 18, 19 year old kid. And some of these kids are playing in front of thousands of people and they might be playing on TV. And if they miss a shot, if they make a mistake, they can't get down on themselves. They have to have that strong mindset where they rebound right away. And then it, it, that forced me to look back at my own life. And one thing that I've struggled with my whole life is mindset. As far as that inner voice, that inner critic that is constantly in the background running a narrative that's pulling me down. And it took a, a lot of work and a, a lot of reflection on everything that I was doing wrong and all the doors that I've closed on myself because I was my own worst enemy. So, you know, I started diving in just like yourself, diving into the books, listening to those YouTube videos, listening to different podcasts about mindset. And there's tools or strategies that we can use that empower and that they don't bring us down. And I think that's something that we should be um, for our own self and for our students from a young age. I think mindset is just as important is, you know, those basics, that reading, math, um, writing, having that strong mindset is going to set these young people up for success. Absolutely. You know, and I think, I think even one of the things that, that I love is it really can be simplified. So I think so often we hear mindset and it it is, it's, it's, it's a little general, right? It's this word, like, what does it mean? And I'm a big Anybody that has done any work with me knows the very first thing we do anytime we're talking about a topic is we define it, right? We have to know what it is that we are, you know, even talking about before we can ever start thinking about taking action towards it. It's no different than talking about your learning target with your students, right? They've got to, you've got to unpack it. You could read it to them, but if they don't understand the meaning, You've lost them before you've even started. And it's the same thing here. I think mindset work can be held back, like can hold people back a little bit because we overcomplicate it. We think it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take all this inner reflection. And yes, it does take time. And yes, it does take reflection. But nobody is saying that has to become your life, right? Nobody is saying you have to go isolate yourself and and be by yourself and do, no, it becomes a part of who you are. And so, you know, for me, me, like mindset, the easiest definition is that it's, the way I think, right? It's my, it's my way of thinking. It's a framework for my thoughts. 
Um, and I think it really can be that simple, but I love what you brought up. You started talking about that inner voice, right? And so often we hear that inner voice. I always say you have an inner critic and you have an inner champion. The inner critic is always going to be louder um, until you make the decision that it doesn't get to be loud anymore. And I was the same. My inner critic ran my, well, I'm going to do this because this is what I was told to do, or this is what I know to do. And I'm not going to do that. because I'm, I'm not going to be confident in that. What if I mess up? What are people going to think? I definitely have those like perfectionistic qualities. Um, so, and then you mentioned reflection. I think it's a really good place to start because I do think that is a kind of a, a tangible takeaway that people can, if they're looking to like, how, where do I start? Again, I believe awareness is always the first step and awareness to me comes through reflection. Do you have some favorite ways that you reflect or some ways that you, that at least in the beginning, got you going on like a, a process or a practice for reflection? Reflection? Yeah, you, you know, uh, I'm just taking the time. And at the end of the day, running through my day, running through whether it was a conversation or, or something, whether it was a big event, and just replaying it in my head. What did I like? What didn't I like? Um, you know, what would I do next time? And that's kind of in the military, they do that. It's called AAR. After every mission that you go out, they'll come back in and they'll meet. You'll meet as a group that went out on that mission and you talk, you know, what were the good things that happened? What were the things that went wrong? And what can we do next time? And some of the things that that I've read and heard is almost looking at it from a, like a third party perspective, you know, where you're not there to judge yourself. You're there to learn from yourself. And it's just, uh, you know, I was listening to um, a podcast about this girl who runs ultra marathons and she used to be a biology teacher and she goes out there and crushes it. Now ultra marathon is you're talking about hundred miles, 240 miles, um, she was talking about running a 280 mile race and she's just got this great personality. And she says, what I do is I go out there and I test, I see what happens and I adjust. And she goes, all it is, all the time out on that course is testing, testing different strategies, seeing what works, what doesn't work and adjusting. There's no beating yourself up about it. It's just that constant loop. So I guess those are things that I try and I try and look at every situation. It's just a feedback loop. It's just, we go out, life is one big feedback loop. We go out there, we do our best during the day. We can look back, what went well, what didn't, what can I do tomorrow better and adjust that and just keep going. Now, what about yourself? What, what do you do? Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So for me, um, so I have, I think I have now built kind of different practices for the different levels of reflection that I need. So, um, on a daily basis, I'm very similar to you. I set my intentions at the beginning of the day. This is how I want today to go. This is how I envision it. This is what I see. This is how I'm showing up. Um, and where that really helps is, you know, people will ask like, well, how do you know? And I'm like, well, like, I don't, nobody knows, right? I don't know what's happening next hour. I don't know what's happening next 10 minutes, right? Like I know we'll be here, but I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know what we're going to say because that hasn't happened yet. But what it does is if I'm starting to do that intention and I want say a really productive day, say it's a Saturday and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to tackle my list today. I'm going to get after it. But then I put on like a hoodie and sweatpants I'm not going to, that is not going to align for me because I don't do my best work when I'm in a hoodie and sweatpants. So I'm going to go change and I'm going to actually get dressed for the day as if I was going to work because I do better 
when I'm put together. That's just what I know about myself. So then, and why I bring up the intentions is because then at night when I'm reflecting each day, so my daily practice is very similar to yours. I don't do a formal um, like journal. I don't do a formal entry or anything like that. I simply, as I'm getting into bed, I think about what are my celebrations from today? What happened that I'm proud of? What happened that made me smile? And then what are one or two areas of refinement? What are one or two areas that maybe didn't go the way I intended? And why might have that been? Like, what was there a barrier that I didn't see? Was it an internal barrier? Was it a limiting belief? Was it my own mindset got in the way? Was it like life just happened? <laughs> right? Like my yeah, daughter absolutely. was sick, right? Like Kaylee got sick last weekend and that was it, right? I didn't foresee that. I didn't know it was going to happen. Everything got shifted and that's life. So and I, but I love that you brought up too that mention of it, it really comes from that third party perspective. It's not be, me judging me for what I did or didn't do. It's like this, you know, outer version of Lindsay looking in to say, here's where you wrapped it. Here's where you get to grow. Now get out there tomorrow and go make it happen. Um, and then some other practices I do is, or that I do is are weekly. I do kind of just a weekly mini audit, right? I look and see where am I spending my time? Um, I believe wholeheartedly in living the blended lifestyle, which for me is that I don't give, you know, hours or anything like that. Like there's so much right now about setting boundaries and I'm only going to work for eight hours or I'm always going to leave at four o'clock. And that just doesn't work for me. Um, I live at hey, 24 hours a day. I get to be me. And what I decide to do with my time is what I decide to do with my time. And so some days like today, today, well, yesterday into today, I was on a trip with my daughter. And so it was like 95% family time, you know, well, maybe 5% social media, yep. <laughs> you know, that's what you do. <laughs> Um, but there wasn't any work. I didn't do define you work. I didn't do my you know behavior specialist position. Like I, I got to be mom and it was amazing. The day before that, I was like 80% work. Like I was at work most of the day and that's okay. So, but each week I check in, right? I, then I get a little bit more formal. I really do a mini sample of my calendar and I start making goals for the next week. Where do I need to be spending my time? What changes do I need to make? I do the sim- a similar piece monthly. I really look at what happen this month that and I create my highlight reel for the month and I really celebrate and I get that energy of celebration. Um, and that helps that at the end of the year when I can start setting my goals for the next year. Um, where I think also I use reflection and I'm wondering if you use it this way too, is I will use it in the morning. So I use, personally, I use my, the Define You journal. I use my 90 day journal and I reflect on, uh, there's a passage every, every day. And so I reflect on that passage, what it means to me that day, what I'm wondering about, what I'm feeling. And that just reminds me, it's, it's, it's honestly a consistent habit now to really get in touch with what are the thoughts I'm thinking? What are the feelings I'm feeling? And what do I wonder? What do I want to know? Do you have any sort of practice like that where it's, it is written down at all. So you can kind of start seeing some of those thoughts on paper. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I guess summertime and school year are my morning routines uh, get jumbled up a little bit, but during the school year, I did have a, a written um, where I would write things down mind. You know, when you talk about the intentions for the day, you know, I, I picked a, a few things and they weren't necessarily like uh, what I wanted to accomplish for the day. I did have a couple of those, but more, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up for today? And what I really liked, uh, what you were talking about there is at the end of the night, when you were uh, reflecting back and you were talking about, you know, what went well, what am I grateful for? What am I thankful for? Because I think for a healthy mindset, 
you know, really taking that time to recognize the blessings that we have in our life, you know, yes. and that's a, that's one thing, like when I, when I wake up in the morning, that's one of the, the first things that I do with the morning cup of coffee is just take that time to sit down, have that cup of coffee. And whether you want to call it meditation, whether you just want to talk like a gratitude practice, just thinking, you know, I'm blessed with another sunrise. I get to go serve other people. My parents are thankfully are still alive. I can pick up the phone and still call them. There's so much that, that we have to be thankful for that sometimes we can, and you brought up this earlier, a bad moment doesn't necessarily mean a bad day. Sometimes we get caught up in thinking of one small bad thing, but when we put it in perspective, when we really think the big picture, that bad thing in our reality is pretty small. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, we have this, something else when you were saying, you know, when you are, are kind of looking at both sides, right? What went well today, what didn't go well, you know, for every situation, there's always polar responses, right? And it's, I think sometimes we think it's just us, right? Like it's just me that had the bad day, or it's just me that has that kid in class that man just gets under my skin, you know, pushes my buttons. And it's not right, but it's this mind part of this mindset, part of our mindsets are, you know, just impacted by all of our biases, right? We've heard that before, but we often hear them in response to, you know, racial or, or equity or ethnicity. And that's super important. I'm not trying to downplay that it's not, but it's also really important that we know things like negativity bias, right? Whereas we see things through the negative mindset and that's strengthened by the, by social media. It's strengthened by the news. It's strengthened by what we see. And so connected to exactly what you said, when your intentions are solely focused on doing, you're going to feel like you just have to keep doing and doing and doing to prove that they kind of overcome the negative bias that you might already have. Whereas when you focus on being right, who am I being today that it, it, it takes, it takes the pressure off that you don't have to do anything. You get to just be you. And I know for me, before I started this work, that was so hard because I was like, who the heck am I? I don't know who I am. And so I really had to, uh, you know, I, I love saying my transformation truly went from who am I to owning this is who I am. I know who I am and who I show up for. Um, but I love that you brought that up because I think it is really important. Um, you mentioned before, too, you know, being a second grade teacher, you know, we we're talking about and you mentioned how this is really important for kids, too. And I couldn't agree more because. I think once you learn it, you teach it to everybody, right? And that includes kids. I know I do mindset work with my own daughter. Um, I coach kids online mindset. I'm wondering, you know, if there's somebody listening that really feels like they have a good solid system for their own mindset, but maybe doesn't know how to inter- you know, introduce it to their classroom. Do you, have, do you bring mindset work into your classroom? And if so, how do you how do you kind of get that started? Yeah, you know, I, I do it every single day and it's a process and it, it's, I don't have it refined. I'm constantly learning about it, but you know, I do a lot of that, that mindset work right in the morning to put it out in the forefront during like our morning message. We have it like a little chant that we do, um, a little affirmation that, that takes place and we go through that and, you know, so I'll go through that real quick, I guess. My second graders, we sit on the carpet and we go every single day and we call ourselves the superstar scholars. That uh, Every single day, the superstar scholars and we go make mistakes, show grit, work hard, ask questions, be grateful and accept feedback. And there's a bunch of them that you could choose from. 
but you can only focus on so many. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been using make mistakes for, for a while. And one thing is what you celebrate is so important in the classroom. And I got, I was reaffirmed about this when I was listening to Sarah Blakely talk. And I never knew who Sarah Blakely was until a few months ago. And she is the owner of Spanx. She's a billionaire, um, self-made. And her story is absolutely amazing. She's overcome so much. I could listen to her on podcasts all day long, but she was saying what helped her the most is when she was a kid that she would come home and her dad would be waiting by her at the door. And for them, when she sat down at the dinner table with her parents and her brother, and it was her, her dad wouldn't say, you know, did you get a hundred on that spelling test? He wouldn't say, how great did you do in math? He would look at her and he would say, what did you fail at? And he put that, you know, what did you fail at? And when she would tell him, he would give her a high five. And she said that was so important because as a young kid, it reaffirmed for her, failing isn't going out there and not succeeding. Failing was not trying. So that's one big thing that we celebrate. We will celebrate every single day in the class, the wins when they do it great. And we're going to celebrate just as much when they make a mistake, but they try and they put that effort forth. So that's the big thing. And, you know, that working hard, showing grit and just making it visible. So, you know, and then we have the I am statements and we put them up and we talk about that. And then we have the students say their own I am statements. And it's just like what you make visible in your classroom what do you celebrate? What do you talk to the kids about? What do you model for the students? Mm-hmm. So important. And I love too, that you, you incorporate it into it's, 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 it's becoming habitual for your students, right? It's part of their everyday uh, lifestyle in your classroom. And I think that's so important because I think sometimes, you know, I go in a lot of classrooms and I'll see affirmations, you know, around a mirror, but I'll ask the teacher, Hey, have you taught students about affirmations? Well, no, I just put them up over the mirror, right? And it's a good starting point. Like, again, not like we start everywhere we start, we celebrate, right? So they're there, perfect. But if if it's not made known why they're there or the purpose behind them, how they can help, again, we know kids are just like us. They're not going to use it. They're not going to go out of their way to do something if they don't know the why behind it. Adults are no different. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And that's like that, you know, we, we do a lot with growth mindset, you know, it's all over the country. Um, and the power of yet. So we stick mm-hmm. those nice yet posters up there, but they, they just become wall decorations. Mm-hmm. So unless you're, and it's not just talking about it once every couple of weeks, it's that daily practice. How do you incorporate that? How do you talk to the students? How do you model it for them? Yeah, absolutely. And so as you were talking about the failure piece, um, so I recently won, um, do you know Judy Holler, who's here is my homeboy? She's an no, author. I- okay. So Super good. She's like high vibe times 10. Um, anytime I'm in like a low vibe mood, I listen to her and like it boosts my mood, right? Uh-huh. One of those like mood boosters. But long story short, I was listening to her podcast and I uh, put a review up on, you know, on the podcast and I won. Like she does like a pick a listener kind of thing. So Excellent. I won and I know it was so fun. I was like, that's my name. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but she sent me one of her planners. So she has what's called a vibe and thrive planner. But what I love about it is there is um, 
there's a morning vibe part, which is I am statements and gratitude. At the bottom, it's something I'm excited about today, right? So get excited before your day even starts. Absolutely. One way I can practice love for myself um, and self-care today, right? So you are setting that intention in the morning, right? So often we hear from teachers, again, it relates to mindset. The mindset is I'll get to myself when I have time. Newsflash teachers, there's never enough time. Well, that's what your mind's going to tell you. I'm going to tell you there's always enough time when you are intentional with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the part I wanted to share, so that's the morning check, but there's an evening check too. And the evening check is this. I got out of my comfort zone today. Yes or no. If yes, what was the fear experiment? Like, what did I do? And I just love that. Second was the best part of my day. The third was I made a mistake or I failed today. Yes or no. If yes, yay me. (laughs) Here's what I learned. I know. So you write what you learn. And then today I was most proud of myself when, and then there's a movement check-in too. So it's everything that we're talking about, right? Like it's so important that mindset is not just thinking positive thoughts, right? Like it's, it's not. And I want to kind of like, just get that out there. It is not just, it's not the sunshine and roses. It's not saying everything's okay when everything's not okay. Um, you know, I just posted a reel about that, right? Like don't stop faking it, right? Stop faking that that is, but something that I think is so important is that if you're not okay, if your mindset is like more on the negative end, ask yourself why do the digging, like figure it mm-hmm. out and come up with a plan because if you don't, you're going to stay there. And so, yes, it's okay to not be okay. But I, I personally don't want anyone to stay there because that's not, that's not going to help. And so the mindset, again, that inner critic's going to say, this is where you're at because this is who you are. You get to be stronger by saying, no, I'm not that person. I can overcome this. Maybe it's asking for help. Maybe it's therapy and counseling. Maybe it's extra journaling. You know, we, we can't tell you what that is, but what we can tell you is listen to those thoughts because they're going to guide your path. And can I ask you like, when you're feeling down and you're in that funk, what, what it, what's your go-to? What do you yeah. like to do? Oh, I love it. And I love when, so first is obviously you got to be aware of it. Right. And I say that because for years I wasn't <laughs> mm-hmm. for years, I would just be in this like funk and it would last days. Now it's unusual if a funk lasts more than an hour for me. So I have, um, so I'm a movement person when I'm, I, I use vibes, right? So if I'm, if I'm high vibe, I'm fine. Like I'm good. If I'm low vibe, it's, I need movement. I need something to get me going. So I have, um, I have a playlist on my phone. That's my like move it playlist. And it's, it's all my favorite upbeat. You know, I've, I've heard people there, you know, you can search, especially now you can search all the different, you know, Spotify, all those things and find someone else's playlist. But I'm going to tell you, create your own, right? Like create your own, create it with the songs that get you going. Um, so I do that. Um, cold water actually works really well for me. It kind of just is that like spark. That's like, okay, I'm alive (laughs) here. I am. Let's do it. Um, and ultimately if it's, if it's really kind of a deep one, I will do like a quick little mini coaching session with myself. Like I will get the pen and paper. Um, at that point, if it's really low, like I don't even really write, I just sometimes draw, like, I'll just kind of draw. This is what happened. This is what I'm feeling. Where is it coming from? And I'll do kind of a little unpacking with myself. Um, I call it finding the truth in that trigger, right? What is triggering me and figure it out. Um, But generally, if it's just kind of that day where you're like, I'm just not feeling it. Usually music and water do it for me. Mm -hmm. What about you? What are your go-tos? Yeah, you know, uh, a lot like you, 
like the movement piece. I can feel, you know, I can feel that in my body. I'm big uh, in the athletics. So if I'm in a funk, I know I, I got to get moving. So whether it's lifting weights, going out on a run. Um, another thing, we got a nice river trail in our area. So sometimes if I'm not feeling like running, it's just still, you know, a little bit deeper down, like just going out there because there's woods on both sides of the trail and just being alone, walking, getting that movement going, being alone with my thoughts. That usually helps me out, just being out there in nature. And sometimes I've also, I've learned that that time will pass, but almost in a way to use that. Sometimes I feel like I write the best in when I'm the lowest. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I can tap into my feelings a little bit more when I, and so I use that to, to write a lot and uh, try and use it to benefit myself. Yeah, well, I love that so much because I think, again, it is okay, right? Wherever you're at, the state that you're at is the state that, you, that you're at, right? There's no, there, mm-hmm. not, you don't need to judge it. You don't need to be you know, ashamed of it. But I love that you know that about yourself, right? So having that time to say, I'm actually really, and I'm going to call it creative. Like you are really like you are, your creative lens opens at that lower vibe. So knowing that about yourself, you're not going to be rushing to get to high vibe if you're like, nope, let me get it out, right? It's here mm-hmm. for a reason. And it reminds me of, you know, kind of this conversation and it links to gratitude that we were talking about. You know, when I first started practicing gratitude, it was very much tangible items that I would see around me, right? Like anybody that's heard my story knows four years ago, I started with three minutes of gratitude. It has now, you know, my morning routine is is more it's not even complicated. It's longer than that, right? It's more in depth than that now. Um, but it started with three minutes. I used to wake up at six. So I started waking up at 557. And because I knew I could do that. I knew I could mm-hmm. commit to that. And, you know, it's the beauty of having some behavior background. I know how to effectively create that change for myself. Um, but I was very tangible, right? I would sit in bed, you know, I'm grateful for this comfy bed. I'm grateful for my house. I'm grateful for, you know, whatever I could see. Right. And, and that's okay, right? Start there. That's a beautiful place to start. But what I realized over time is I was only ever grateful for positive things, for things that, well, things that in my mind deemed positive, right? And now, and I've since learned there are these different layers, right? Levels of gratitude. And now I am grateful for everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I wrote in my journal, I am grateful for the pounding headache I had yesterday. And I laugh because I was like, never in a million years, I think I'm going to, I'm going to write that I'm grateful for a headache. And I truly was because the headache reminded me, I haven't had, I haven't drank, drunk water in like a day or two. I haven't slowed down in a day or two. It was the reminder I needed to, holy moly, Lindsay, you've got to slow down. You've got to get back on track. And if that headache hadn't come, I wouldn't have changed, right? I would have kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, this is not to say that, you know, if challenging things are happening, like we want you right now to go and say, well, I'm grateful for it, but it's remained open to it. You know, it took me a long time. My mom passed in December and I am now entering into that gratitude phase. I, I couldn't go there for so long. And over the last couple of uh, weeks, I would say, I'm finally opening up to okay, I I am grateful for this experience because of all these things that have happened since and all that I've learned. Um, It's not immediate and it's not meant to be. The piece that I coach often with my groups is just trust that there is a meaning, right? You don't have to know it today. You get the world can wait. I love that saying, like the world can wait. It is okay for you to be you. 
but always know there is meaning. You might just not know it today, tomorrow, or the next day, right? Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. So, oh my goodness. All right. So we've covered so much, right? So, so anybody, so those of you listening, right? Hopefully you have a good sense of what mindset is. It's truly just the thoughts that you're thinking, right? It's just the framework of the thoughts that you have. Um, we've talked about that, you know, there are going to be positive, I'm going to use positive and negative. It's just the easiest way, but there's going to be ultimately thoughts that serve you and thoughts that don't be aware of them, right? Know which, which ones you are thinking, um, reflect on if you have a reflection practice, we both shared ours. And so if you don't have one, consider starting and start small, right? Start really small and simple and build from there. We've talked about gratitude. We've talked about how to embed it in your classrooms all in about half an hour. <laughs> That's a lot. It That's is a lot. lot. It is a lot. All right. So Brian, I have one kind of like last kind of question. Cause I think this is, I, I'm always kind of thinking, right? So um, I'm always about like, where do we go next, right? What's the next step? You know, once you've mastered something, once you kind of get it. So for me, I'll go first. So for me, I'm really getting into now this like subconscious mind. Um, it's really been something I've been looking at, like, what's the difference between our conscious mind and our subconscious mind and, um, just learning all about just again, the intricacies of our brain and our minds and all of that. Um, that's been something I've been working on. It's something I want to continue in terms of kind of mindset, like next level. And it could be personally, it could be in your classroom. Do you have any, like your next steps? Like, what are you currently maybe like reading or listening to or, or diving into, um, with mindset? Yeah. So I would say my next step is I want to take all this stuff and I do a lot where I'm listening to a lot of mental conditioning coaches and a mental conditioning coach. When you look at the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, they all have now these mentally conditioning coaches. And basically, that's just, just like Lindsay. You know, they are a coach for those elite level athletes. And they're talking about the same stuff that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so I and my goal is just to consume as much as I can learn from them and to really figure out ways that I can break it down into a simpler form and give that to our students and you know the the people around me that, that want to listen to that that are into that to share it with them and to share it and simplify it and make it great for the students yeah oh I love it so much and and you're absolutely right like this I and I love that you also it sounds like do a lot of um I'm gonna call it research but like consuming um mm -hmm. content from other domains and I think that's so healthy especially for an educator like we can you know, I'm all about like, let's support one another and build each other up. But so much of what I do is reading from, you know, business people or um, actually like Judy, who I mentioned before, she got, she, yeah, she is in, you know, uh, motivation and mindset and all those, but she actually started out as an improv doing like improv comedy comedic work. So she, a lot of her yeah. foundation is, is in improv and that like scares the crud out of me. Like as much as I want to like that is something I desire to be is just to be able to show up and go right mm -hmm. or, you know be flexible and I'm still I'm getting better but I still like to have things planned out I like predictability I like all of that um but I just I think there's so much expansion that can happen within you personally when you look outside of kind of what you do every single day right and then relate it in right yeah 100 and I, I would like and uh for your listeners as well like who do you listen to? So you shared that one podcast that you listen to. What are the other um, authors, podcasters? Who do you listen to? 
Yeah. So I right now, so it's a, it really depends. So I am, I am totally an ebb, ebb and flow person. And that it's funny because some people be like, really? Like as much as I like routine, I do change it up. Right. Which is totally okay with me. So Um, podcasts, um, if it's my, like my go-to, so Judy has one, she's kind of like, I'm, I'm all on Judy right now. Uh, she has a yes. And podcast that I listen to, um, can't think of the guy's name right now. Mind your, uh, the mind your business podcast, um, is another one of my favorites. Um, Jim Fortin is someone that I do a lot of work with, not personally, but I follow (laughs) a lot of his work, um, for the subconscious mind work. Um, it's going to bug me with that person's name is. Let me see. James Wedmore. That's it. Uh, Mind Your Business Podcast with James Wedmore. From an educational standpoint, um, I listen to a lot of the podcasts on the Teach Better Podcast Network. So, um, you know, obviously the Teach Better uh, team podcast, but also the Inspire podcast with uh, Joshua Stamper, um, the Guiding Principles podcast. So I, I, you know, with Rob Breyer, I love to listen to a little bit of everything. Um, in terms of books, it's the same kind of thing. I usually, I only read nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm can't, the same way. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time <laughs> I read a fiction book. Um, I'm currently reading. So I just read, um, the surrender experiment by Michael Singer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, one of the books that really changed my, my, my mind, my mindset was the untethered soul, which is by him. And this, um, it's really, it's really about his journey, which was pretty remarkable. Um, I just started, so the four agreements is another one of my favorite books. And I just started the three questions by the same author. So, um, just started that this morning, um, from a, again, that that's more like mindset, spirituality work Mm -hmm. from an education standpoint. I've really been living, loving, um, Elena Aguilar, I believe is how you say her name. She wrote coaching for equity and onward is what I'm reading right now. They're in, they're they're heavy duty, right? They're like over an inch thick. Um, the one I'm reading right now though is all about resilience and I love it. Like, cause Good. it's all mindset, right? Right. Absolutely. So, um, that's really it. I'm, I always say I'm either like a reader or a podcaster. Those are kind of where I, I take in a lot of my content. Um, what about you? Are you reading a book right now or a podcast? That's your favorite? Yeah. You, you know what? Uh, I love David Goggins. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. So a lot of, uh, I have a couple of different, just like you, a couple of different genres. David Goggins, he's a former Navy SEAL. Now he's uh, big into the ultra marathon scene and motivation and a lot of mindset. Um, I like Jocko Willing. He's another Navy SEAL. Um, then like Ed Milet, Lewis Howes, um, Tom Biu. I think that I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right, but those are more like a growth podcast. So those are the big things. Um, listen to a whole bunch of stuff. I did the four agreements this summer. And right now I'm li- reading or listening. I do a lot of audible listening to uh, make it stick more about being a better speaker and how to, to write better. So those are the, the things right now I got to read for school on um, that onward that you just brought up. So nice. But yeah. I, you know, that goes in what you feed into your mind. You talked about that earlier with the negativity bias, like mm-hmm. what we feed our mind, what we listen to, what we watch. So important. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it, I tell people, if you, if you are feeling like your mindset isn't where you want it to be, again, you've got to have the awareness. That's the first piece. But it's really then, you know, stop and pause and reflect, like, just where are you getting information from? Is it coming from social media? Is it coming from, 
you know, the, the, the teachers at school that, that they too have that kind of more, you know, negative, negative mindset. Um, you know, is it coming from, you know, again, where is it coming from? Because until you know where and you change that piece, it's going to, it's going to be a lot harder for you to overcome it without having that. So, you know, I think when it comes to mindset, you know, again, every week I'm talking about mindset here on the Define You podcast. It's not certainly listen to these 30 minutes and you're going to have it all figured out. I'm still figuring it out. I still don't have it all figured out. Um, but it really is, it's making that decision that I want a mindset that's going to serve me. And hopefully, you know, I think we've given lots of tips and tricks and tools that, that people can use, but ultimately I'm going to bring it right back to what we started with. And it's understanding that and believing that mindset truly is a tool in your toolbox, how you view things, right? And we talk about a lot with behavior, right? Do you see the behavior or do you see the solution that it, the behavior is, right? So it's solving a problem. And it's the same way with your mindset. Are you looking at something as always working against you? Or are you working with the mindset of how is this serving me? How is this going to help me grow? How is this going to help me expand and evolve? And if it's constantly the other one, then you're going to, that's what you're going to be finding. So very Absolutely. cool. Awesome. All right. So before we wrap up, um, I always love to have my guests kind of end with just kind of their favorite, maybe not even like tip, but just kind of like, what's your like go-to advice for an educator that maybe wants to either dive into mindset or maybe has, but just kind of that, that last kind of kind of piece of information you want to share with the listeners? Yeah. So as far as the mindset goes, it's so important to bring into our classrooms, look to incorporate it. And there's so much literature out there. There's a lot of look up mental conditioning coaches or, you know, Lindsay, I watch her stories every day. She brings out some fantastic points. And when you're watching them, think, how can I bring that into my classroom? What can I do to bring that into my own home around the dinner table? And our minds are great tools and we don't have to be a victim to our mindset. Our mindsets can elevate us and lift us up and make us so much stronger. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Make it personal for you. I love that. I, I always talk about, you've got to, you know, other people, you, you consume, right. Other people's information to create your own meaning from it. So you know, watch what people are putting out there, reading other people's books. But I love that you just shared that reminder of stop and apply it to you, right? How mm-hmm. is this going to apply to me? What part of it can I bring in? Don't just do it because Lindsay and Brian said to do it, right? <laughs> do it because it's powerful to you. Um, I love that. All right, Brian, if people want to connect with you and listeners, please go do so because Brian too does amazing videos, stories, um, always puts a quote um, little, little passage for your day. So I know I enjoy them thoroughly. So make sure you are connected. Brian, where's the best place, um, for people to connect with you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, um, at B Martin real. I love to connect with educators. So that would be the best place. I'm also on Instagram at teaching champions podcast and, you know, check the podcast out. I try and do a lot of stuff on mindset and it's the Teaching Champions podcast. And I appreciate uh, being on this and having the opportunity to talk with you. You do great things. And, you know, I just wish you nothing but the best, Lindsay. Oh, thank you. And you too, with the upcoming school year, we got a, a couple of weeks left and uh, I'm, I'm excited. I get super excited seeing everybody's back to school um, pictures and things. And I'm, I'm just excited. I'm like, even though I've been working through the summer, it's, it's different, right? When there aren't, you know, kids in the building and Um, so I'm excited. So best of luck with the upcoming year. Yeah. Same to you. 
Thank you. And uh, listeners, stay tuned. Uh, make sure you check out the show notes where I'll, I'll link all that information for you. Um, and I will link some of the um, shows and things like that that we talked about today. Um, but certainly, if you have questions about any of them, do not hesitate. Reach out to myself or Brian. We'd be, we would love to connect with you and we'd love to help you out any way that we can. Um, but listeners, stay tuned. There'll be a brand new episode uh, same time next week. So if you enjoyed this one, come back next week and check out that one. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, share it out, tag us in it so that we can celebrate with you. And um, you guys have an amazing week. Keep on loving who you are, trusting who you are, owning who you are. They will help you define who you are each and every day. Until next week, have an awesome week ahead, everybody. And I'll talk to you soon.